Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the quarterfinal of the Talton Cup on Sunday afternoon in Brewster Park at 4 p.m. Throwing as Cavan take on neighbours uh, for Mana in an opportunity for both sides to make a semi-final, which will be played in Crow Park. Later on in the show, we'll hear from former McGrory winning captain with St. Pat's and former Derry, or sorry, Tyre, for Mana player, Kean McManus, and maybe he's just taken a year away, but uh, Paul Fitzpatrick caught up with him. And Paul, I suppose there's nobody better placed than Kean McManus to know Cavan and Fermanagh as a derby. Yeah, that's right, Damien. Like he, he would have played with about seven of the current Cavan squad at school's level for a start. The likes of Thomas Gallagher, Luke Fortune, Ryan O'Neill, Thomas Edward Donahue. Uh, well, obviously, Connor Smith stepped away now, but there's there's uh, seven, I think, in around the mix. So he's very familiar with those lads and friendly with those lads, but also he was on the Fermanagh panel there from, he was he was actually on the extended panel in 2015 after the one the McCrory when Fermanagh played in the All-Ireland quarterfinal. He was in the dressing room that day. Um, don't know if he made the match day 26, but they brought him into the panel. So he's he's been around the block with Fermanagh a good few years now and he, he knows the scene and took this year out of it all right. He's heavily involved with his own club, Timor. Um, former kingpins, I was slagging them that they're the cavern of, of Fermanagh that they were, they were uh, trying to restore former glories but they're, they would be very strong uh, traditionally very strong club and they're trying to get back and win that senior again so he's got plenty of football on at the minute but uh, yeah the fact that he lives in Ballyconnell as well he's probably ideally placed to evaluate Cavan and Fermanagh Yeah I t- I, I, look a great a great choice to get Keane in so look at, let's jump into it let's hear from Keane McManus Okay, there's not too many people who will have one foot in both camps the way that our next guest has. That's Kia McManus, uh, jointly captained St. Pat's to a McCrory Cup title in 2015, obviously, and has been a member of the Fermanagh Senior Panel for the last few years. So he knows both sets of players inside out, and he's going to tell us everything he knows about them over the next 20 minutes or, or half an hour. Kian, you're you've been asking me for years to come on this podcast. We finally got you on. Kian, <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I want to ask you about, about Fermanagh and you're not playing this year. Do you find yourself missing it now that we're in the height of summer season and the big games are upon us? Have you found yourself missing it or are you glad of a bit of a break at this stage? Ah, uh, no. Missing it. Missed it at the start of the year when the league started and then, of course, it's uh, it's an open draw they maintain but Fermanagh was always going to get Calvin and as soon as that was pulled out, you'd miss that game now. No doubt. Yeah, Fermanagh... Fermanagh obviously beat Cavan last year, like, and it's it's a big derby. It'd be a particular derby for you because you, you live in Cavan, but you play football in Fermanagh, like, so you can't get any bigger than that. No, I can't get any bigger than that. Um, yeah, we bet them last year. That was actually the first. That was the first time we played Cavan. Um, we just we went all out for that game, as you remember, three game league last year. That was the first game. Cavan were coming in as also champions. What a game to get and. We trained hard for that and we got the result. It, uh, yeah, it was a nice one that day now, in fairness. Yeah, it's interesting that you say you train hard for because I do remember coming into that game, like there was a lot of talk, like this is, Fermanagh are really going to be ready for an ambush here. Like they're going to be looking to, to take the shine off Cavan winning Ulster and, and bring them back down to earth. Like, was that the talk in the camp beforehand they were going to put these ba- lads back on their arses for a while? Yeah, well, yeah, you're just like, First game, first game after lockdown, and you're getting it against the Ulster champions from the year before. Like so, 
Um, that was it. As you said, we were just gunning for an ambush in Brewster and we worked hard for it and we got it. Um, but yeah, it was, why wouldn't you? Like, the game it was against the team that they wore, you'd be all guns blown for like so. Would that, would that have been your first time playing against some of your uh, Macquarie Cup winning teammates then? Uh, there actually was none. Tom was injured and Lukey, I'm not sure if Luke was playing. Um, Connor Smith was playing that day. He was he was there, and jeez, uh, I suppose uh, Ted Ted was on the, was he on the panel at the time? And Ryan O'Neill is on the panel as well. So yeah, Ryan O'Neill is on it this year. Yeah, so he 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 wasn't there. He wasn't on it last year. He's on it this year. Um, I'm trying to get out of that. Actually, yeah. When you look when you look back on that McCrory team that won in 2015, I suppose we start off with that. Um, did, did you feel at the time looking at, at it? I know it's hard when you're playing, but did you think back then that there's going to be a large proportion of this team is going to go on and play county football? Like there must be seven or eight lads that played county football at least off that team already. Yeah, no, you did. You just you just knew the type of players they were and the players you had. You knew there were some good players on it. They were top class. And uh, they did a lot, as you said, seven or eight of them did go on to play county football at some stage. A lot of them, most of them, project progressed to under 21s, and then a good few are still playing seniors now. Like you have Luke, Ryan, Tom, Thomas Edwards, uh, Connor uh, Smith, Connor Smith, Smith yeah, yeah. Connor Hamstring, but yeah, like you, you have a lot, you have a lot there, and then of course, the couple that went before, like. Match McKenna, Brady, Dave Brady, like um, Kevin Riley was the same age group, but he was just a little bit older for that, so he was there too. Uh, so it was a decent enough year in terms of talent. Absolutely, so, yeah. absolutely, it was. Look, looking at this Talchin Cup, Kian, um, I've been giving out about the Talchin Cup on the podcast for the last few weeks, but Damien has kind of won me over. Uh, what's, we, what's we've your had a few about? battles about it too. We have had a few battles about it, yeah. With a bit of long spin from Galway there, we were fighting over it. Um, but what's what's your take on it as, as a player, like, and, and as a fellow who's been involved in county teams and will be again, hopefully? Um, are you in favour of it? I am. I am in favour of it because it makes sense. Like, it, it's like you had, uh, for example, you had, you had down there, down their, their captain, I think O'Hagan was the captain, came out and said, he didn't want to play in it. And then you had players there who walked out because they didn't want to play in it because they maintained that they want to be competing in Sam Maguire. And that's fair enough if you think that. But if you're good enough to compete in Sam, you are good. You have to be good enough to win your first round in Ulster or compete in Ulster, which they didn't. And you have intermediate, junior and senior level in, in club championships. So why can't you have it in inter-county championships? You know, like, not every team say, and they all want to say, like, we all want to compete for Sam. But realistically, it's not an achievable goal for a vast majority of teams. And whereas you get games now against teams, which originally was taught all around the country until they split the northern and southern section, which I wasn't a fan of. You know, you get competitive games, which hopefully if it's promoted well, it gets bigger, there's more crowds with them. Like if Fermanagh and Cavan playing this Sunday, you have Leitrim and Sligo, which is also another big derby. Like there'll be a big crowd in Carrick for that. Like you gonna tell me that them Leitrim lads would rather be playing some game that be bet, getting bet by 20, 20 points again in front of no one instead of playing a game against Sligo, which could if they win they get to Crow Park, they have a realistic chance of winning another game, getting to a final, winning a trophy. Like and if you do win it, you get your right. Uh, to play in Sam Wire next year, which is huge. Like, so I'd be all for it to be honest. That'd be. But you've you've been involved in big games with Fermanagh, like All Ireland quarter final against Dublin and Crow Park. Also, yeah. fi- also final. We were, we were Division Two. We were Division Two then years. Like, yeah. You know, you have to take that into context. Like, we were we had a good team. We were competing for promotion Division Two. We were unlucky. Cal- we were actually flying one year. Cavan in the one. Cavan won the first game that we had lost in Brewster in, I think, three years. And Calvin went and got promoted that year mm. ahead of us. We came toward a fourth in Division 2. Like, you know, we were very competitive when we did go on them runs. And, like, you have to take that into context. Like, uh, you know, you, you, 
some teams go on their own in the, in the qualifiers, but like if you're a division three and division four team, like that's your that's your chance to get your run to Crow Park, like get to a final, get to a big crowd, you know. Yeah, be my opinion, like because you're always hoping for a good draw, you're always hoping for a good draw in the qualifiers, trying to avoid a big team, you know, trying to get to the next stage, trying to get to the next stage. And the pri- the prize is to 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 get to Crow Park, obviously. So if you can get to a semi final at the you're in Crow Park, you're on RTE. Yeah, and you know and it's very winnable then. And then you're you're in sixth <laughs> final. You're seventy minutes away from silverware. Then at the end of the year, which not too many intercounty players ever come away with, like after their years of service. So to be honest, I'd be in favour of it now. And talking to friends of yours, like playing with Fermanagh or playing with other counties, are, are most lads in favour of it, do you think? It's mixed. <laughs> Definitely mixed. And look, you can understand, like, some people want a home game against a big team like uh, Kildare or, or Meath or, I don't know, a Clare or something at home in the qualifiers. And that's fair enough. And they're good games to get, like. But then you've also the lottery of getting a throne or you could get, you know... You could get also get a shaft and in in it like yeah, but it takes the good away for it. You know, it's kind of a catch twenty two. But my opinion now, I will be in favour of it, and I hope it does go well in the future. So I would. You mentioned you mentioned Tyrone there, which brings us on nicely to to this current Fermanagh team because I watched the game against Tyrone. I thought they competed very well uh, for long spells in that game, but uh, Tyrone were too strong in the end. They probably pulled away in the last twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. How do you evaluate this current Fermanagh team? I know you're you're not that far removed from it, so you can't you're not going to criticize them. But yeah, you know, how, how do you feel they're going? No, it, it's a young team. You look around; it's it, it is a young team. Kieran has brought in a lot of the has brought in a lot of youth to the team. He's actually, I think he's brought in a few under twenties as well now this year. And there's some quality, quality footballers in Fermanagh. They have some savage pace. Like we don't have much size, you know, in comparison, I suppose, for example, for Calvin, like Calvin are big all over. But Jesus, even last year when we played, yes, we knew we had pace on yes and we knew it legs. Like, so it's kind of the game for Manor play, and they have there's some players there who have some savage pace and great ball skills. Like, probably don't get the, as much credit as they deserve, kind of with uh, the way play ends up at times. You know, some people don't get the shine as much, but there is some quality players. And when they do get their day, like they do get a chance, you know, they do light it up in fairness at times. I was, so. at, I was asking you off air about this man, Ulton Kelm. Uh, from Aaron Gales like obviously he he was in Australia for a while and he got the winning goal against Longford last week yeah. he, he seems to be something special ah, he's a baller baller absolutely man is rapid he is, <laughs> he is powerful and he is pace and he can do some insane things on the ball so he can he just he could just he could nothing there'd be absolutely nothing on and he could get a ball and he could just burn five men and he could drive a top left corner over the bar or he could also put it a bit wide but <laughs> he, he has got some insane skills in fairness to him now. and you, you said to me he's one of the fastest players you've ever been on a pitch with ah yeah he can just it, some players most players kind of slow down when they get a ball in hand like, but he just seems to be going faster and faster I don't know how but he manages to do it yeah so hopefully now he got a, he got a full game last week I think that's his first game competitive game since since Monaghan last year we played Monaghan in the championship and yeah it was great to see him back and hopefully now it goes well for him again this weekend he keeps injury free and keeps getting better and better so and who do you think are the players on the, on the Cavan team who from uh, Anna are going to be paying particular attention to this week um there's a, there's a few you kind of well obviously Paddy Lynch is one he's He's uh he's on it right now. So he, he in fairness to him, he's had a couple of great performances, scored some good scores. James Smith as well, you know, there's the two of them could potentially cause hassle for Fermanagh in terms of height inside. Um so you've all uh Grode, obviously. He seems that he he loves a game against Fermanagh. Uh and of course Mifail Thomas and that and then Raymond as well. Raymond on the kickouts obviously proved well last week in the threes. So there's a couple around Calvin that have to be probably watched. Because you can't watch Raymond, but just don't foul. 
Exactly, yeah, because he's like he put on an exhibition last week. And as a, as a fellow who who uh, was playing county football with a, another county in Ulster up until recently, like up until Calvin won in 2020, give us an honest assessment here. What do you think was the opinion out there of Calvin? Was there an opinion that Calvin were a bit of a soft touch or or, uh, or what the teams actually think of Calvin? Because I know, listen to sometimes like the likes of Eamon McGee, he always says with Calvin, he always felt that when the push came to shove a few years ago that Calvin might might fold, whereas we'd like to think that that's not the case anymore. Um, Jesus, I wouldn't. I would say that's harsh because they had a couple of cracking games at Monaghan in first round of Ulsters and that, and mm. took them, and then were unlucky not to take them. A lot. I went to school with Ryan Conley, hit the post last minute to beat Monaghan and Breffney in seventeen. I think it was like in or sixteen, maybe like. I just always thought maybe they kind of underperformed at times because they had some great, great players. Like, um, but obviously now it's not the case because they're whatever about the league, but they have their Ulster medal in the back pocket. Mm. So you can't take that away from them regardless of what you think. And um, in terms of this Fermanagh team, then like looking in from the outside, I know you're not that far removed from it. Like, what's the feeling among the supporters and the, the football people in Fermanagh? Do they feel that the team is going in the right direction at the minute? Absolutely, they're a rugby start to Division 3 league, and but they had a couple of bad results lost Antrim, drew at Wicklow, and uh, and then kind of bounced back. Then got some great, we're unlucky then to end up not getting promoted. A bad call from referee Sean quickly scored a point, and it was given as a wide in Westmead. That was a shaft, and and um, they lost aloud, who were also a form team and Limerick as well the kind of wind was gone out of the sails but yeah no they, they are they are you can even see it in the club football the club football is, has improved and you see the players shining in the club football um, there is and Kieran mentioned at the start of the year he he said that you know it's a young team and this is the perfect competition for a young team because if they get over Sunday you know step closer to the croak or step closer to um, silverware, you know, which would be a great boost to a lot of the boys on the team who have won McGorry and Hogan Cup. Like you know, they're not, they're no, um, they're not new. They're not. It's not. They're not novelists to winning. Like so, mm. it would be a big boost at that level. Like so, hopefully, it does go well for them. And who, <clears throat> who are the young lads off that off that Hogan Cup team? Is it Hor Horan? Is it Brandon Horan? Was yeah, Horan. Yeah, Brandon. Brandon's a good player now. Midfield, big number for lad. Probably finding his feet now this year. He was he was injured last year for a lot of it, and it was such so few games as well. Like it was hard to get into it, I suppose. Um, he's he's a good player. You've Sean Arlad and goals from Timor. He's class act, class act in goals. Thinks he's an outfield player, which <laughs> which uh, which helps him too, I suppose, because he's not afraid to come out with the ball. Um. You have a couple of younger boys too beneath that, beneath the Hogan team. Then you have, uh, there's a young lad King from beside you in in Newtown Butler. I think he's on the panel now. Yeah. Whether he gets game time or not, he's he's a he's a top quality footballer. Like another lad, Finn O'Brien beside him as well, and then a lad from our club as well, Ronan McCarthy. You know, there's some, they're they're good good footballers and they're strong too. In fairness, they're young but they're strong. Like so, Ronan this will help them and. Next year will have them. You'll see them come on an awful lot. So you would. And Dar Dar McBride obviously is playing soccer. He's he's a big loss. Yeah. he's a quality player too. Colossal loss. He's savage. He's he is a savage footballer. In fairness to him now, he's a nightmare to mark. And uh, before I let you go, you you mentioned that club football, like, and the county men are standing out in club football. The Fermanagh. Am I right in saying the Fermanagh Senior Championship is still a straight knockout with eight teams? No, not anymore. This is the first year out of it. All right. Okay. Is, yeah. that, is that a good thing, do you think? I think it is. I think it, 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 it leads to more games. It's two groups of four now. I think it's a home game, away game, neutral. So uh, it's more games in the championship. And it's not as if they're dead rubber games. Every game has a meaning because bottom two go into relegation. And top two semifinals, second and third or quarterfinals. So, you know, it'll, it'll bring on a lot of players. like it's, Because... Them straight knockout games were just cutthroat. They were as tense. There was very little football played in them, but it was just 
cutthroat and it, it was Derek Only were the kingpins this last five, six years. They were looking, they were didn't show up. They didn't give a good account of themselves in those the final last year, but like they had bet Tyrone and Armagh champions beforehand. Mm. People kind of forget about that. And they were so they're a very stern team. So hopefully now this will balance it out a bit for everyone else. Bit, yeah, Timor is a bit like Cavan, trying to rediscover former glories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And do you see yourself? Hopefully, the club championship goes well. Do you see yourself go um go back to county football at some stage now? Ah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Just don't want to miss out on too many games against Calvin. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I suppose this is an unfair question, but uh, I'm going to ask you to call it for Sunday. Um, you have a Calvin jersey on you, I presume. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be over in Salou with a, a pint of Stella in my hand. <laughs> Leave this probably. <laughs> In a small handball tournament top of me. Um, I will, hopefully, I'm going to go with Fermana. Fast day, fast ball, dry ground, hopefully Fermana. So I think I think a lot of Calvin supporters are expecting a typical, stereotypical Ulster game, low score and grim stuff and some team grinds out. Do you think we might, with the pace? I, in with the, the way Calvin play, I, I don't think that's, because you look at Calvin and they don't, they don't clog up the defence like other teams do and you know they kind of they go for it like so you know they leave they're not afraid to leave men up they're not afraid, they're not afraid to even play a fast ball out like kicking ball which kind of leaves them to be turned over an odd time too and vulnerable to some quick scores as well like so with the way Calvin play I don't think no I, I can't imagine it being a, a grim tactical battle like last week you know when those two final. Um, so no I, I think I'd say it should be a good game now Green. it is always it's tense anyway there's always good rivalry for Man and Cavan yeah I think this is the ninth meeting between Fran and Cavan since uh, 2012 so the what, right, way, what way have they went it's 6-3 or it's, it's 6-2 at the minute so there's been 8 so far this is the ninth so like but there, there's nearly every game has been decided by maybe 2 points 3 points so there's yeah. nothing between them no there is no um no I think and then I think kind of people are asking like it, both teams are going for winning this cup like so whoever wanted to win it was going to have to beat the other anyway at some stage like so it's just a pity it happened so early in the competition yeah but it, other teams in it they're decent but you'd, I'd be thinking from Alan Cabin would be up there now and this that's actually the last question I was going to ask you Keen. so Aside from Cavan and Fermanagh, who do you, who do you see as the other threats to win this competition? Um, awfully, they've a night. They've you'd imagine after eight weeks of no football for New York, they've a good game. They've a good chance to recover with a good result against New York. So they'll be, they'll be, uh, they'll definitely be up there. Um, because you've either Cavan or Fermanagh gone this weekend. Mm. You've tipped gone already. Yeah, you've not forgone who would have been well able to take a scalp with someone else if they got it. Like, so, um, Westmead are going to be pretty good too. Westmead, yeah, Westmead now are, are up there as well. Like, but, um, I would say, yeah, awfully Westmead or awfully Cavanagh from Anna, that would have been kind of my top three going into it. Okay, well, so the safest thing we can say so we don't fall out is that the winner or Sunday's going to win it out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay, Keen. Listen, thanks very much for taking the time out. I know you're busy in the gym these evenings. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a million, and we'll talk to you on Sunday, Bruce. No hassle. Good luck. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Do you know what? Great, great character, Keen. Uh, sleeveless and Stella. That 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 seems to be you now the, the latest thing. The gym, the gym bunnies are all sleeveless and Stella. Huh? <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he, he definitely, uh, he's a man who looks good in a sleeveless top now. I have to give him that. He's, 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 he's all there. <laughs> the arms are definitely well defined, um, you know, and, and you know what, the point of Stella just, you know, gives him the opportunity to flex <laughs> in the sleeveless top, the, the old handball tops, but a great lad, you know, it, it, it it's something that's, it, it does cease to amaze me, uh, like how these lads who, in fairness, like have achieved a lot. You know, he, I'm, I'm, I'm cautious of the way to say this, but like coming from Fermanagh, the opportunity for success is is limited. Now I know, and and, and I think that this Talchin Cup is something that he's clearly in favour of, and and may give him more encouragement to persist as a county senior footballer. So, but it's not an easy road. It's not an easy journey. And many a Cavan player in the past has been on that same journey when there, there, there wasn't really any opportunity for massive success because you, you just wear off the pace, unfortunately. But those lads are, are still, you know, such great lads, great attitude, lovely, lovely down to earth sort of lads. Yeah. But you know what? Like, I always say if, if football started in 1970, we'd have a totally different view in Cavan of our standing in, in the game. Mm. Because like from 1970 to uh, obviously in the last couple of years, we've, we've had great success um, winning the Ulster Championship, making the Ulster Final before that. But like before that, there wasn't that terrible much between us. They were in, we won the Ulster title in 1997. Fermanagh made an All-Ireland semi-final in 2000 and four uh Fermanagh made an Ulster final in eighty two, made an Ulster final in two thousand eight, lost a replay, made an Ulster final when Keane was on the team a couple of years ago. So you know, we probably do look at Fermanagh and think, well, there's limited opportunities for success, but it's probably to a certain degree it's on a par with what the opportunities most Cavan players have had in recent decades as well, because it's not like we were making Ulster finals uh with regularity. Like every team in Ulster had been in the final uh but, before 2019, when Cavan got to the final, every team in Ulster had been in the final since we were in it last, including Antrim and Fermanagh and, and everyone else. So, yeah, it's interesting. I suppose you forget that, that St. Michael's won that, that Hogan Cup, and we touched on it briefly there at the end. Like, we had a great McCrory team in 2015 in St. Pat's. They were unlucky not to go all the way. They were beating an extra time in the All-Ireland semi-final against the Kerry team. Um, but that's from that some mixed team went ahead and won the whole thing out. So there's got to be massive quality coming off that panel. If we can get seven quality players off a McCrory winning panel, surely they can get the same. Some of the lads, unfortunately, are tied up with soccer, like Darren McBride, who we're talking about. But you know, there's there's good footballers there in Fermanagh. The problem is numbers are is low. And and Declan Bogo has made the point that with the turnover in the Fermanagh panel and the number of clubs, I think there's 18 clubs. Like if you're playing adult club football in Fermanagh. With 18 clubs, let's say 25 players on a club, you know, you've just over 400 players uh, actually playing adult club football in Fermanagh. Let's, say, let's even say 30 on a panel, like so you have 540. And with, a, with the turnover in players through your career, you probably have a decent enough chance, if you're any good, of getting a crack at county football. That was Declan's theory always. Mm. And I'd say that's the same. And look, in Cavan, for years we had huge turnover as well. And we have 40 clubs, all right, but um, you know, it was still you still had a reasonable chance of making a county panel when you look back on it now. Certainly, a minor under 21 or senior, yeah. I suppose if you've taken all three grades, you probably had all right. Um, doesn't say much for 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 the rest of us that didn't. <laughs> oh, well, you know, if I wasn't playing handball, I think I, I think it's generally yeah. agreed I'd have been there, like. Definitely, definitely, definitely <laughs> agreed, all right. And briefly, before we delve into the Fermanagh one, just your thoughts, there's, there's still debate going around after the weekend of four provincial championship finals, um, two complete washouts, one a decent washout, and one a very competitive game going to extra time. Um, where do you stand on, on, on provincial championships? Because in Ulster, it's never been as competitive as it is. We've had four winners in four years now. Yeah, four winners in four years. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's a hell of a stat. Yeah, and we've had we've had five winners since 2015. Um, because one and one in 2015. So like you would definitely have to go back to I'd say the the uh, the nineties anyway, from probably ninety-two Donegal, ninety-three Derry. Uh, 94 down, 95 Tyrone, 96 Tyrone, 97 Cavan. Um, 
98 Derry, 99 Armagh. So between probably 92 and 99, you had five or six teams winning. If that's how far back you have to go, and that was regarded as one of the great eras. Yeah. Before that, it would have been the late 50s for, for um, Cat from from 55 on, Cavan, Tyrone, Derry, and Darren all won Ulster titles. Um, so, you know, it's rare that you get that, uh, what we've had in Ulster. And it, it's generally been said of late that, oh, you know, a couple of counties have been carving up Ulster between them, but that's not really the case now. Like, I think that era is kind of, it's definitely, we've passed that era. You don't you don't know you're through it until you're through it. I mean, we are through it now. Cavan showed that, Derry showed that. Um, I look, it's a real tricky one. I, I think it would be an awful shame to lose the Ulster Championship. We saw what it meant to Derry. We saw what it meant to Cavan. Uh, we saw what it meant to Monaghan when they made their breakthrough like in 13 or 15. The problem with it is that it's so lopsided around the country. And in actual fact, the new Talchon Cup is suffering from, from that as well. Because there's teams like Limerick who aren't good enough to be in the Sam Maguire with all due respect. But they're benefiting from uh, the lopsided nature of the Munster Championship, and that is skewing the the uh, the tension. And like the right. fact that Ulster are so strong, that's skewing it as well. They like, got uh, not to get into a bit debate about the tension again because we've done that one to death. But like, if Cavan were a Munster, we'd probably be in the Sam Maguire, and if Limerick were an Ulster, I don't think they'd be in the Sam Maguire. So the tension, as well intentioned as it is, it's suffering from the, the lopsided nature of the provincials. I think they kind of doubled down on it, Damien, by making it geographically based because we're used to uh, lopsided geographically based competitions in the GA, but that's because there's 120 years of history in those. But if we were starting from scratch, you definitely wouldn't do it that way. And we started this from scratch and we did it that way. And I just thought that was a mistake. And I think that's generally, like Mickey Graham was quite strong on that, that he thought it was a mistake. And he was saying we're sick to death to play in Fermanagh and they're sick to death to play in us. And I look back at it, like this is our, going to be our ninth uh, meeting with Fermanagh since 2012. And the funny thing is, I don't actually think we've played them in the McKenna Cup in that time, possibly once. I couldn't find all the McKenna Cup stats, but we always... Yeah, them, no? very rarely. We always seem to, to play Tyrone in the McKenna Cup. Always. We very rarely ever get Fermanagh in that competition. Um and we play, we play Armagh in it quite a bit, and we've played Down in it quite a bit, and even Monaghan, Derry, mm. we, we very rarely played for Manor in it. Uh, so we've had nine league and championship. This will be the ninth league and championship game since 2012. Mm. So there, there is an element of that that it's, you know, it's a pity that it wasn't. Even an open draw for this weekend, uh, I think like there was probably no need to go with the provincial, the regional format for another round, like up to the semis. I don't know about that now, but. Uh, that's something that they might tinker with next year. Well, you see, next year they go to round robin. Mm, but I've heard it said that the next year is still going to be a regional format. Oh, is it? I've heard that. I don't I can't don't take my word at that. But a couple of people have said that to me. Uh, I don't know that for a fact, but I, I think they could maybe drop that element of it because I'm a big skeptic and I'm I'm <laughs> edging edging towards it now. We bit, I have to say. <laughs> um. Looking at it, I suppose the most recent head to head for Man have the advantage. And my overarching feeling coming away from Brewster Park for that league encounter in 2021 was the hungrier team won. That for Man, we were in the press box and we were talking about how they literally felt like that was their All Ireland. And you can hear from Keen there that they had trained for that game and the Ulster champions coming to town they wanted to to put a, a stop to Cavan so all that in mind surely Cavan and with Ryan McMenamin on the bench for Cavan essentially surely Cavan cannot be beaten by hunger on this occasion but well, Cavan should be highly motivated you'll imagine for this one like when you look at it last year that was the only game for Man of One in the year I think I'm right in saying that they beat Cavan and they were well beaten by Derry the next time out there in five goals. They drew with Longford and that draw with Longford was the one that, that consigned us to the relegation playoff because if you remember, we were hanging around the pitch at Breffney after Cavan had lost by a point or two to Derry and the five or six minutes into injury time in Brewster, Cavan were heading for a promotion playoff against Offaly and Fermanagh then get the, get the point um, mm. and that put, them in, that put them into the semi-finals of it 
and uh, obviously they were beaten in the semi-final that would have got them promoted awfully beat them by five points so the Fermanagh game was the only game they won so Keane left conveniently left that bit out but he did say that they, they trained so hard for it and like they you know, it was it was ideal stuff for them. Like, and it would be easy to motivate a team to say, "Look, these boys are coming in here, taking their their uh, hot shots after winning us, so we're going to bring them back down to earth." And that was what Fermanagh did. But I still thought that that was uh, that was an evening where I thought Cavan deserved something from the game. I thought Fermanagh got some soft freeze, and Sean Quigley was brilliant on the freeze that night. And uh, <laughs> we had James Smith sent off, which doesn't go down to luck. I thought that was that was just poor discipline on the evening. That didn't help, obviously, as well. We missed chances and. Um, yeah, you know, it's just we're sort of on a hiding to nothing going into that game. I think motivation is going to be high here for Cavan. Um, but in, in general, like we have had the upper hand on Fermanagh, and we definitely have had we all know how good a record we've had, had in Brewster. Like, obviously, the 20s were beaten by a point there, um, against their own. You're at that one, but uh, in general, in general, we have had a very good record in, in yeah. Brewster. Our teams have performed, even if sometimes we might have lost, but we've we've generally always performed at all levels in Brewster and even the Miners had another win down there this year. Um, mm. So it feeds into it. Actually interesting. You bring up discipline because I, I was watching back the highlights and, and reading up on match reports of Fermanagh and Longford and Longford got off to a really great start for Fermanagh's discipline seemed to be causing a problem. It was four frees in the first 18 minutes um, gave Longford a really good start for Fermanagh firing a bit. Then they got a black card on, 24, 25 minutes, something around that to Colonel Jones. And, you know, for Manor's discipline seemed to be a problem. Came in at half time, they came out um obviously with, with different intent and Longford's freeze dried up. Um so you you wonder in this one it's bound to be a highly motivated occasion for both Fermanagh and Calvin, but will Fermanagh's discipline and will they have to bring a level of aggression? Because we heard Keane talking about the physicality of this Cavan team compared to Fermanagh. Will Fermanagh have to bring a level of aggression that may tilt them over the line and cause them discipline issues? Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. I don't know. What, I don't know what, you, what do you think on that. I'm, I'm not sure on that. What I think is that uh, we might see Cavan setting up a little bit more defensively than we we saw the last day. I thought there was a very Big element of freewheeling type stuff against Darren. Uh, we were open at the back, but we're, we left ourselves open because we committed so much to going forward. But the great insight there from Keane was the pace in this Fermanagh team. I, I didn't realise that, but uh, he's been in the, in the mix with those lads and he's marked a lot of the training. And he says there's blinding pace in this Fermanagh team, particularly Ulton Kelm. So that's that's something that Cavan are not going to be able to leave themselves open to. Like We can't leave the same space that we, that we left last week against Darren if you're up against a team with that sort of running power and speed. I um it, that's the second time that I've heard the the word rapid uh, described. I was telling you about the other time where uh, a famous killing care player was playing against Calvin Gales in a league game and um, was was absolutely cleaned by Niall Smith. And as he was getting the corny finger, he pulled the substitute that was coming on by the scruff of the neck for killing care and says to him, "Be careful, lad." Rapid acceleration, <laughs> Smith. So, um, yeah, Alton Callum seems to have rapid acceleration. Uh, but a great, I thought it was a great one. So, yeah, Jesus, like it'll be just interesting to see because for for speed to have maximum impact, you need space. Mm. But Brewster Park doesn't doesn't create space. It's it is a small field and. The interesting part then will Cavan, as you as you predict, and I think you could be right, will Cavan bring a few extra bodies back to create space for the forwards in terms of that if you have too many bodies up the field, then all you're doing is clogging it up. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think that's gonna be something that Cavan are gonna be forewarned against because uh, they will have identified that. Like and I think if we if we set up the way we set up against Darren, we could be hurt there. If Fermanagh have the sort of pace that McManus says they have, and I'm sure they have, like, so that's interesting in terms of their discipline. I don't know. I know that there was a very close game against Longford, and this is a very inexperienced Longford team. Um, mm. like Longford hadn't didn't have huge numbers through the year. An awful lot of really good club players in Longford didn't commit to the county team, <clears throat> and with injuries and everything else, they were very short on experience. And there was only a point in that game going into injury time. Fermanagh got a goal from from Ulton Kellen then mm. uh, to put a better look on the scoreboard. But that was a very, very close game. So 
I think from talking to people who are at the other games and uh, involved with teams, the general feeling seems to be that if Cavan performed, they'll win the game, that Cavan are, are stronger. But I actually think this is, even if this was an open draw, I think from Anna away, I genuinely think is the toughest draw that there was in this Talchon Cup. Like there's a lot easier draws out there that you could have possibly got if it had been a, a, an open draw of all the, the eight quarter finalists. I can't think of a tougher one. Maybe awfully away or Westmead away, but mm. I think from Anna away is the hardest draw we could have got. So that's going to certainly focus uh, minds on the in the Cavan camp because uh, there's I don't think there's going to be anything easy. Last week I think we were we predicted Cavan would win. I predicted Cavan would win by eight points last week. There's just not a not a mission there of predicting that this week. Like I I think this is going to be a tight one. Yeah, no, completely agree. Actually. Uh, uh, while on air for Northern Sound um, Mark Lawler who always sits in front of us in the press box signaled up to me what do you think who's going to win and I pointed down to the Cavan end of it and I, I put up my nine fingers I said by nine points they look like they're up for this one and uh, I absolutely nailed it so I'm going to put that in because it's the only time I get a prediction right <laughs> I'll give you that one so <laughs> put it on the record <laughs> looking at it though I think you're right on this one from, from Anna's side. Like, if you look at the forward line or the scoring power that they have in particular, the two Joneses, we've seen in the past how effective they can be. Good long-range shooters when needed. Physically strong, um, but but will definitely cause Cavan problems. Uh, Conal and Ryan. Obviously, Quigley takes a bit of watching. Very smart on the ball. You can't give away a freeze. Quigley, they're guaranteed scores. Quigley's going to nail them. Um, and then Ulton Kelm. I'm I'm just curious on on the matchups because I haven't seen Kelm before. I, I I or if I've seen him, I didn't notice him. Um, so I'm I'm just thinking who's the ideal matchup for Kelm because for me he's probably the key man in open play that Cavan have to be really really cautious of. And then there's some young talent coming on as well that we've seen done damage against Tyrone. But um, I think that they're the four key players. Yeah, see, he's had a, he's had a lot of injuries. He was only able to come on against Tyrone in the championship. Um, they they do have quite a bit of quality there, and quite a few ways they can hurt you. Like obviously, Quigley, but McGorn is is a good target man there, full forward as well. Uh, Josh Largo Ellis, unusual name for a footballer. I think he came off that Hogan Cup winning team as well. Yeah. He, he can score. Conal Jones is obviously a good player to take a score from long range. Um, and they've, they've experienced there as well, like Aidan Breen is there, been around the block, played for Ulster, Decky McCusker, uh, Richard O'Callaghan in the middle of the field. So they're, pretty, they're a pretty seasoned team. Keem was saying they're a young team. I I would say probably they're, they're, they have a nice balance to them from Anna. Now, we're not going to just because Cavan are playing, dress them up to be something that they're not like. They're a team that Cavan should be beating. Cavan are 3-1 on to win the game. But... And they're a team we have a good record against. Like since 2012, we've won six and they've won two. Um, but I haven't seen them. I saw them a couple of years ago firsthand against Donegal in the championship. And um, they kept that one very tight. Donegal, I think, scored something like four unanswered points in injury time to win that game by maybe six points. But six points really flattered them in that championship match. Saw them on telly this year against their own in, in Brewster. And again, same, more or less same thing. They competed really strongly for long spells and faded away and lost it by seven points and thrown or probably could have won it by 10 or 12 if they wanted to in the end up. But they can compete with the, with the really good teams for long spells from Anna. And they're well organised, they're very committed uh, and they have enough class there that, that can keep a good, a good defence on us. So and they're no, no bad team. knows the Cavan players. This, this is so, yeah, I wanted to ask you about this because you know better than me in, in management. Like, uh, because I was talking to someone and they were saying, ah, this is just something that the pundits say that, oh yeah, such and such a lad, he loved the inside track. Um, obviously, Cavan, I've got McMenamin now who was over them. They've got Kieran Donnelly who was over the Gales. Do you think that is a big advantage? I think knowing the opposition players is a big advantage, but probably Ryan McMenamin knows the Fermanagh players better than Kieran Donnelly knows the Cavan players. But Kieran Donnelly will have studied video of all of the senior teams in Cavan and that covers your Raymond Galligan, it covers Killian Nagona, Pork Faulkner, 
It covers so many of the players that that will be on show at the weekend. Shercock, you know, Killian Clark, obviously, uh, Paddy Lynch, James Smith, Thomas Galligan. They're all covered, and and he'll know them. He'll know their favorite foot. He'll know their 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 strengths, their weaknesses, um, because he'll have he will have studied them as Calvin Gale's manager. So it definitely is an advantage. If you ask it compared to, you know, uh, James McCartan, he, he'll, he'll have watched Calvin videos, but there's only so much you can pick up in a week. You can pick up so much more in a few years of managing a club team and watching these players. So it's definitely an advantage. And he's going to, he's going to identify certain areas and, and say, well, look at, I think if you get player A into this position, put a high ball on top of him because he's weak in the air. And that will be solid information. Mm. It won't be, I've seen it once and I think it might work again. It will be, I've seen this a few times. I know where those areas are. So I think it's a big, it's a big advantage. But within that, I think Ryan McMenamin has more of an advantage, you know, that, that he's going to bring. Like We've seen him that day down in Brewster Park and, and how animated, how vocal he was for, for Manning to win that game. He 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 knows the ins and outs of those Fermanagh players and and well most of them anyway. There was a big turnover. I think Owen Donnelly being the biggest loss to that squad um, since we played them. But I think I think Cavan probably have the edge on it with with Ryan McMenamin over over Kieran Donnelly's knowledge of the opposition players. But I still think it it does make it interesting. Um, the other one that I think is is always interesting is the Garold against Fermanagh angle on this like because mm. we, we we do see a different growth McKerno when when he when he sees that green jersey don't we oh we definitely do we definitely do that's one thing like obviously coming from squad he's right on the border and he had relations playing with man and all the rest of it and involved with them but he definitely he gets lots of attention when when <laughs> he plays for mana and i can remember right back to when he was a young player like he took a qualifier game by the scruff of the neck in 2012. Of course, we, I think we scored 3-3 three, three in 10 minutes that day because we were seven points down and yeah. it was Garrod who took over the game back then. And uh, now we were kind of on a hiding to nothing because we got Kildare the next day that time. But it, that was a great win at the time for that team because they were really struggling for wins. Uh, yeah, so he he does. He comes in for huge attention. We saw him tangling last year with Owen Donnelly as well. Garrod was lucky maybe the referee didn't see him swinging at Donnelly but he was getting plenty of it himself as yeah. well so yeah he, he'll be in the wars looking back through it like in general as I said to Keen, my memories and I'd be interested to hear your memories of it when I think of Cavan from any games I kind of think of of grim arm wrestles and uh, you know tempestuous games like there was an awful row in Breffney Park one year uh, in a qualifier game there was a Right. And and the Ulster game that same season before that, where Martin Dunn scored a brilliant point near the end from a tight angle with his left foot, but there was nothing in that. Like and it was, I'm not gonna say it was poisonous, but it was like it was toxic enough. Now uh, we had we had league games as well. Like when Peter Canavan was over them, they were they were kind of a they were mm-hmm. a nasty nasty enough team to to play against. I remember there was a there was a dirty old game in Breffney as well where Fermanagh won it in the league. Um, mm. That could have been 2013 as well, and. I suppose familiarity was breeding contempt back then, but it's generally not a game for for champagne football, in my experience. Yeah, no, I, I actually, when you think back on it, there, there was quite a few feisty affairs uh, between sides. So, I, I'd agree with you. Having said that, I don't, I don't know that Kieran Donnelly is that style of manager. Like Ryan McMenamin can be, obviously, we, we've seen it in 2021. Peter Canavan, we've seen that. Even with Calvin Gales, when he wants, he can he can rally the troops for, for a battle. Um, I don't know that Kieran Donnelly is that let's get aggressive, let's get nasty sort of a manager. Um, and, no, and, I, I never saw that with Calvin Gales when he was over him. No, like, in fairness, no. no, definitely not. And so, therefore, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it to be that tomorrow either or on, on sorry on Sunday um, now it shouldn't lack physicality but it's the nasty elements and and now that you mention all those ones that 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 row I think one of the Calvin selectors or or backroom team got suspended for that we'll not name who it was but um, maybe even two of them we got suspended yeah Good and Lorcan Lur- Martin was was uh, involved with man at that time he ended up being a selector with Calvin then after and he was he was uh, got caught up in the handbags that yeah. day as well, like that was a real 
fiery one. There was another game that Keen referenced there. That was a 2016 league game. I think Shawnee Johnson got the winning goal or got the goal. It was 112 to 9, as far as I remember. That was a big win for Cavan on the road at that time. And as, as Keen said, they hadn't been beaten in, in Brewster in nearly three years, and Cavan went there and beat them. So <clears throat> I think Cavan are going to travel with confidence, Damien. Um, but it, it's a game they're going to have to be wary of. Mm. Um, I think they were they were always going to beat Darren, but I don't think uh, I don't think anyone will be back in Cavan to cover a big handicap here because there'll be it's going to be close for a long time. And if Cavan don't perform, they could they could very well get caught. But I expect Cavan to win it at the same time. Gives it gives it a margin. I wouldn't be one bit surprised if this game went to extra time. For the simple reason that um, it's a lot, we've played them so often and we haven't had a draw in all that time. And statistically, it could be just one, one uh, might be just due. Um, I know that sounds like absolute gibberish, but that does happen. Um, no, no, I'm going to go with Cavan to win it by a point, but I, I honestly think it'll be that tight. I think Cavan are the better team, but it's an away draw. I think Fermanagh will be primed for this one, and uh, I think I. I think we'll, Cavan will be doing well to come out of there now with a, with a narrow win. But I think I think Cavan will get the job done by a point. Mm. I'm going to go a little bit more into it. I think Cavan will get three. I think Cavan by three points. Um, I just I, I what's given me that confidence is Cavan's put three good performances together um, in a row. I think the level of performance for Cavan has come up. I think that they'll bring a championship intensity, championship pace to this one. Again, I. I I'm going back to the crucial moment of the down game just before half time. That that energy, that desire, and that was against Down, who we've no real rivalry with. Mm. I, I, there is a rivalry with us and Fermanagh. It's it, it it may not be the the most fiercest rivalry for some members of the panel, but for some it is, and I think that that spreads into the into the dressing room straight away, and I think it's going to it's going to have an impact on it. So I th- I think Cavan will come out, they will perform, and once they perform, I think they can win this by three points. But hope you're right. We'll have to see how how it goes. So that's it, folks. Uh, best of luck to the Cavan lads on Sunday afternoon. The game is live on Northern Sound from four p.m. So you can tune into myself and Mickey Brennan for that one. We'll have reaction on the podcast early next week. So uh, thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast.